in Seattle and he was in that phase where he was singing everything. And he'd be like, do you want to go downtown to the Space Needle today? <laughs> like, yeah. Do you want? It would be like a musical. And then he was like, I need to put coolant in my car so it doesn't overheat. I never visited Jeff in Seattle. Anyway, welcome right. to Shoe Tree Podcast. Uh, we are number three. This is number three, guys. Really? Number yeah. three. Lucky number three. Number three. That's my favorite. Love it. So, um, we're going to have a special guest later today. Oh, yeah, yeah. we are. Right? It's going to be our very first, our first guest. guest. Like, real guest. Yeah. Not Shoe Tree related guest. Yeah, right, exactly. But he's kind of Shoe Tree related. Do they sell our beer there? When you can get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Troy. Okay, so let's talk about. Um, What's going on in Shoe Tree? We came out with Cocoa Burrito Supreme. Mm, yeah. Yep. Mm, so good. That's a big old beer, and it could get you in trouble real quick. And smooth. they messed up our labels. Oh, yeah. But it we got them like, fixed. It looked like they left the labels in the sun for like two weeks. Yeah, there was a pink layer on there that they left on, and it printed with it. And you were like, I get a text from Paul. I'm like, oh, no. What did I do? <laughs> it was like, nope, it was their fault. So they knew right away. We got it fixed, though. Thank God. Yeah. But yeah, Coco Burrito Supreme. Happen. Yeah, check it out. It's a really good beer. Tell me about it. Um, Why, what makes it supreme? So obviously, uh, if you're familiar with the regular Coco Burrito, which is a gold medal GABF winner, mm. um, that's already jam-packed full of peanuts, chocolate, vanilla, and alcohol really it's like about about a six and a half yeah i think it's six and a half six and a half percent on the regular cocoa so we decided let's turn it up even more so we took it up to a nine percent and if that wasn't super enough we added a fuck ton literally a metric fuck fuck ton (laughs) more chocolate peanuts and vanilla to this thing so nice it's got more of everything yeah so it's It's got more it rains (laughs) and then um Maximus, Stauticus Maximus. Yeah. So Stauticus Shit. Maximus. You talk about that. I'm going to go grab a Stauticus Maximus can. is uh, the, I guess, uh, I want to say the forefather too, even though it came after it, Stauticus. It's almost like we did like a Big Brothers mm-hmm. yeah. series. Right. We did. <laughs> we kind of went Maximus. and just bumped some shit up. But So if you're familiar with the regular Stauticus, this is already, that beer is actually a bronze medal GABF winner. And so we decided, well, what can we do to kick this up a notch? And mostly it was going to be add some more alcohol to yeah. it. So we got this son of a bitch up to 13.2 <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it does not even taste like it. So it's another one that could get you in trouble real quick. Yeah. Um, suitable for drinking right now or even aging. Um, we haven't tried them out aging in the can yet. That's what I was going to ask. Is uh, that like a common thing? I think, no? I think that most likely just given the alcohol content and, and the type of beer that this is, you can easily get a year out of this. But I'm hoping to see more. We're going yeah. to just keep some back and keep trying. We like to know is that how what, long that Is that stay. what's in the barrel in... No, so we have another barrel in Carson City that um, Minden Meat and Deli was kind enough to bring over to us, and Paul can talk a little bit uh, about that. So they were able to do a barrel. They picked a single barrel 
um, from Knob Creek and got every, they bottled that barrel specifically for them and then they sent it to them and they sent it to us yeah. to put Staticus in. And then we've been aging it. It's coming up on six months. And, yeah, and uh, we had a little so taster be, of that uh, probably about, about a month, month ago. ago, and it was phenomenal. Real good. Yeah. So that's actually getting close, I think, to wrapping up. And um, we're going to do something cool with Men and Meat in Delhi on that. We're going to talk to them and see what they want to do exactly. But we, on our end, I think we're going to do a label and we're going to special bottle those up. Yeah. You know. So is aging uh, different in a bottle? to a can or is it probably the same it yes it's different um it can be the same depending upon how good your cans are so there's yeah. some certain variables glass is kind of other than it's breakable it's um it's really sturdy and that there's nothing that's going to impart a flavor versus if this liner of this can isn't intact yeah you could potentially come up with like some metallic flavors right. from the aluminum gotcha um so a bottle is probably more secure if it's got mm -hmm. wax on the top and you store it away somewhere yeah. but the plus for the can is you're not getting any light yeah so yeah but so there's so there's pluses and minuses to either one exactly. it's like yeah. so they'll so probably be interesting be okay, to see because that's where the market's going for yeah. craft beer mm -hmm. is like cans yeah and so and i haven't seen a lot of that you know um barrel aid stuff going into cans yet yeah um but i think someone's eventually going to take the chance like we did and hold some back and just see how it yeah. holds up and and once we're comfortable with it then we may just switch to that yeah but as it stands right now for something that like what's in that barrel we're not going to risk it at this juncture yeah, so we're sure. with glass yeah, which is probably sure. what everyone else yeah i mean because you've already aged it so long you don't yeah. want to just and in it's case. so it's good like, like I'm really proud of this one. This yeah. is really um, like we all were just like, oh, we got something here. Yeah, so. yeah. I remember just the other day in the tap room, and you were kind of looking at the barrel, and some was like leaking out, and it's mm -hmm. just like this syrup, like a maple tree yeah. with the syrup coming out. And yeah. we were, I was like, oh, it's like that'd that. be so cool, like concentrated. I know I've gotten syrup probably three photos from different bartenders, and they're like, is this okay? And I'm like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> that's a. I want to use that. I was stuff. like, that's like, the good. good. Yeah, that's <laughs> that stout so, like, that's how you know it's working. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool, man. That's crazy that it leaks out that slow and has enough time to like mm -hmm. turn into a syrup. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. And, and uh, you know, I guess we can talk a little bit about barrel aging. What yeah. that does. So this was a like Paul talked about a whiskey barrel. So obviously, over so, time. Well, let me ask this. So, is the barrel that that's adding the flavor to it? Is mm -hmm. it the old whiskey that was soaked in that barrel, or is it the wood itself Both. that's giving it the flavor? So okay. just like, so if you had a plain, sorry, I don't mean to no. keep it interrupting you. If you had a plain barrel, would it still give you flavor? Yes. Or you want whiskey barrels? No. Some people um, age beer in strict, like just oak barrels. Okay. Um, on just oak. Um, if you don't do barrels, you can do oak chips, and yeah. you can use all kinds of hardwoods and stuff, um, and they all impart different flavor right. characters. And in fact, even oak itself, depending on the char level of the barrel, is going to impart different flavors. And so, where the oak was grown, mm -hmm. so like yeah. U.S. versus Frank French oak, mm -hmm. yeah, has different profiles. That so it's like a wide open. Yeah, you yeah. could get two barrels from the same place and it could taste different just because there's so many 
variables in yeah. that. Yeah, so like what's happening in there, like when they first put the whiskey in, it's a, just a charred oak barrel, typically. Yeah. At that point, and they fill it Why up. Why charred? Charred, um, the char, <clears throat> you know, and I like, don't know that I can even know that for sure. I do know that the char probably helps, uh, it's like kilning the wood. So how we talked about the char level of the wood um, affecting the flavor, that's what happens in there. Yeah. So you can actually, when you order a barrel from a Cooper, you can specify a char level. Oh, I got And you. so based on that char level, things happen to the wood that cause it to impart different flavors. And at certain char levels, it may be more vanilla. And at, as you go out, the flavor profile would change. Yeah. So, and I don't even know them all. There's yeah. like, there's so much to yeah. that. Like, that's a whole that's job. A whole, yeah, that's a profession. Just, yeah, in yeah that's completely. Else. We'll have to get a guest from a distillery. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get a talk, talk to a Cooper because I'm wondering. Like, I have I know nothing about it, but it seems like you would char it to almost seal it so I'm it doesn't sure soak helps. in or leak out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, your barrels are just crazy. Plus, I think and like, so the charcoal one, is a. Uh, like a filtering yeah. or they'll add it to things to help clear like bring yeah like it's a toxin when you filter your water at home yeah so there's probably something to that as well so the one in Carson is what that's the one Paul just talked about that the Knob had Creek, the Knob Creek Knob whiskey Creek. in okay. it and uh, so that's a whiskey barrel mm -hmm. can you do a wine barrel or is mm -hmm. that yep. people do that yeah, yeah. in fact we like, actually we're supposed to be getting it soon from Imbibe the back half of our collab with them, they took a, one of our beers that we brewed the first half of the collab, and then they put it in a wine barrel wow. for like a year. And That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if there's going to be like wine flavors in there. I mean, not, not like straight up, oh, this is a red wine, but like mm -hmm. it'll have... Just how like wine's recognizable because it's been aged on oak yeah. too. Like you'll get that. You'll get some of the tannins, also some of the... Th uh, same microorganisms that might survive in that barrel is going to survive yeah. in the beer as well. And It'd be awesome to talk to somebody about barrels because that opens up a whole new can of worms. Mm -hmm. That's what's like awesome about. That's what's awesome about beer is like okay, we have this whole thing over here, but then well, let's mix it up with some barrels. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then there's a whole thing there. It's like bringing these yeah. two empires together, and it's it's like as complicated as you want to yeah. make it. That's but crazy. That's it's, why we want to. Uh, give a production facility coming up soon because it's like yeah we that will. allows us to then be like oh we source these really cool tin barrels and oh, we'll brew a yeah. beer specifically to like let sit for like a year i got you right. so you can cater your recipe to what barrel it is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. essentially and then yeah that's yeah. Just, that, dude, yeah. that opens up Sky's so much that's crazy because your brain is already thinking so much yeah and then it's going to be like okay now i got to bring this factor into it's just like so and really, my like head, I like honestly, I want to age a fuck ton of sours on barrels, yeah. like wine barrels. I think that would be really fun. That's cool, man. Yeah, that'd be yeah. Awesome. I think we'll keep an eye out for our guests, but yeah, I think he we're getting carried away up. here. But so I think this is great. Like barrel barrels are awesome. And in fact, we're gonna get more into that. Yeah. And um, I bet you that Troy knows a fair bit yeah. about barrels too. He probably knows. But let's talk a little bit about. The show coming up. July 10th. Yep. The uh, grand opening. Grand opening at uh, Shoe Tree Minden. We're going to have a, a, I said a little party, but we're going to have a fucking rager, apparently. Yeah. 
so we got <laughs> we're, we're getting some live music out here we're mm-hmm. getting um some other we're working on some stuff yeah we're but. hoping to get like a photo booth hoping to get maybe something for the kids yeah yeah um just something interesting so it's not just like hey come in but we want to announce to everybody hey we are open we're having a party to celebrate um we're gonna have music out on the porch Mm -hmm. Uh, we just bought a pa system for that so we're we're trying to get you know super legit here and yeah we're turning it up so we've had about a month of like getting everyone's feet wet figuring out the flow of everything um and then now it's like we're open. We're yeah. going to be adding fun stuff. Like you said, we got a PA for here. So even afterwards, we're yeah. going to be looking at doing some fun, you know, singer songwriter, yeah. acoustic stuff. And we got, um, um, we got the best that we can get PA because we're serious for the arts. Guys. <laughs> we <want laughs> Support the arts. Yeah. And we just want everybody that's down here living around here to have someplace cool to yeah. come hang out and have fun yeah and it's you know yeah we just want to make like an environment where people can just chill mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you know what you don't have to hang out in your backyard come over here because we got a porch yeah. grab a yeah. beer inside yeah and one hang of the bartenders out. was saying uh he saw like a couple of families where the parents are like here's 20 bucks go catch a movie <laughs> heck yeah and they kind of chill and have a beer oh, that's right i keep forgetting yeah that the there's so much stuff out open. here so yeah the theater is yeah. open Theater's bring the kids and yeah. have them set them up in the movie and come yeah. grab a beer you know the pizza joint right down the way is here too. Oh, they've been so awesome grab food yeah yeah pizza factory um, they've been super cool yeah uh where our pops was in town we came down and had like pizza to visit and stuff and they brought it right to the table that's like cool. it's a super nice to have that relationship where it was like pop in order yeah. and then be like we'll be under the awning at this table <laughs> yeah. and they're like all right see you in 20 yeah so yeah it's cool yeah. i'm excited to like actually be able to spend some time out here instead of just working yeah. so much yeah. like i just want to come out do what you did have a pizza hang out drink a couple of beers right. but enjoy it'll it a happen. little bit it'll happen i mean we've yeah. only been open a month so yeah it's and cool. it's been great too honestly like we uh we're super stoked with the with the uh, response yeah. from the community, because it's like, I know when we uh, we started Carson, <clears throat> it was busy for us, because it was just me and Paul. Yeah. But uh, it rapid, I mean, it just took a while to grow things. Yeah. So this one, it already started out like we were on year two or three, yeah. you know. So that's amazing, and I can't imagine what it's going to be like, yeah. you know, at the end of this year. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we're doing we're doing what we can and. Uh, like honestly if other people have ideas or suggestions and stuff we're always open to that stuff hell yeah uh just don't tell us what beers to brew (laughs) but anything else well except for uh, on the handshake king beer oh yeah i don't know when this will be out the voting might be done but yeah if uh yeah it's looking like a pretty much lock for either uh vanilla kolsch Kolsch. or or, yeah cream cream soda soda kolsch or um vanilla cream yes mango lager or mango i can't mango. remember what's God on damn. there there's so many yeah. things that we're doing every single day so, okay so if you guys don't know we're, we 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 did a handshake uh video if you haven't seen that go to youtube and check yeah. it out but we want to make a beer after that for cortez lewis the handshake king so we threw up four choices that he gave us or we kind of collabed with him and um, people are voting for that, so probably this week we'll figure that out, mm-hmm. and then we'll get a get him down here. We'll brew this beer. We got Maddie working on a label, so looks hey, like Troy is here. Our guest is here, just in time. Is that door unlocked? Nope. Well, I don't have a key. It. I will get it. 
We're coming. Right on. Well, we'll just get right into it, probably. Yeah, totally. Maybe we'll give him a little lowdown, have him check, do a mic check. Yep. Hi, Troy. Hey, thanks for coming, man. I know you're a busy guy. We'll probably have you on the end. I'll let Paul get back in here. And uh, super simple conversation style. And we're really just going to ask you, like, talk about um, Battleborn, like when you opened, uh, how long you, you know, what got you started, why you settled on this area, that kind of stuff. So, you want anything besides uh, water? Uh, water's good. Um, you guys drinking coffee? We don't have coffee here. Yeah, just stage cups. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, last Next night, time. I was like, I was like, I'm going to swing by Starbucks and grab some coffees just in case. <laughs> and then I blew it. I forgot. No, I, I have like, I take a French press with about six fingers. Oh, I really? I smash it down in about an inch of water. So I'll, I ride the lightning I think for you'd the first get along with this guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 I fucking love thing. it. So I need more coffee. I'd be like, no, I'm good. Yeah, like, right? we're, we're chill there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this guy brought in a... He's got a whole pour-over system. I don't even system. use it anymore. It's such a pain in the ass. I need to leave it set up, dude. It's just... Yeah. Check, check. This is a great setup. Thank you. We've been slowly piecing it together. Yeah. Just kind of building this up. Trying to get some different outlets. You know? Yeah. And uh, what was your, his name? Oh, this I'm is Andy. Andy. Hey, what's up, Andy? Andy, Troy, Troy, Troy Andy. Are all right, you the just... one that's been doing all the stuff? Yeah. Yeah, he does all He's the graphics, all the videos. Graphics, media. Just killer. Yes. Thanks. The little Wild West one you guys did, <laughs> like the little saw filter. I was dying. Oh, I'm like, who's doing this? <laughs> We're having was, so like, much You guys fun. was like, fuck, dude, these guys are way ahead of me on the tech stuff. The, yeah, That's well, what this guy comes in for yeah. sure. Like, the, It was this guy's acting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mama, Mom. We were all kind of like, wow, that was actually pretty goddamn good Jeff like, we might lose Jeff to acting yeah well you know that's what I kept saying like well I'm moving to Hollywood now guys yeah. so you can but not singing no not for singing we tried I tried I tried my chops at uh, singing the other day uh, it wasn't horrible well no we have this bit going and it's a whole long story but either way uh, wasn't horrible but sounded like karaoke and I can't have that shit out. and I started singing it and I was like god I feel bad I don't want to show this to Jeff but mine's so much better no Andy's was really good and <laughs> actually it was such a relief bro <laughs> are you kidding me uh, so, oh hey you know about liquid Andy death Andy is the just liquid death liquid Who's death just water you know his Fucking name brilliant. I know dude I've been like we've been like the guy that owns it mm-hmm. I've been messaging him like how do I sell this we can't even figure <coughs> it's, out because um, I've only so ever seen it at Whole Foods he's, an, he's a graphic designer who okay. started this company and yeah. he just got tired of working for other companies and doing like DiGiorno pizza and shit like that and yeah. he was just like I need to start something so we started <clears throat> he wanted to start a whiskey company but everybody did whiskey so we got into brandy yeah. and then was just like learned how shitty that hard alcohol business was and he's like dude fuck this he's like let's just do water he's like why are energy drinks like the only drinks for you know extreme sports and stuff let's make water that looks way cooler than energy so, drinks so is he and local no he's in la but this is um from um like austria or the water itself the alps because right, right. he that's the only place he could find a um spring that will can right so so that's what it I is. I like so, that it's in a can they, because oh yeah. I mean, this is a lot more recyclable. I had a client comment on this about a week and a half oh, ago. Yeah. They're like, 
like, I didn't want to drink it. It, like, turned me off, and I was like, I think that's cool yeah well like you're, you should you're they, they have <laughs> you're, a whole wrong, so. so his whole thing was like his marketing he wanted to do cool ass marketing so if you go to their youtube page they have like their very first commercial was like waterboarding you know what oh. i mean it's like super extreme yeah they sponsor bands <laughs> and they do. So funny. oh dude it's just like so he was oh, just like, like he wants to use this for his weird ads and his like artistic stuff so i'm just like yeah, i so, love this company hey, you know if you're looking to sponsor yeah. a very Liquid small death. podcast <laughs> you know we're graphic we're designers too of yeah. viewers we're yeah. graphic designers <laughs> like you know, are we live yet Oh, we're, we've Not been live. Sort of. We can go live. We'll, I'm gonna edit. We'll uh, edit, edit it in. Out. And let's we're do going. An we're going. Let's tell people who this is. Yeah. This is Troy. Troy Where, Phillips. Right? Yeah, Troy Phillips. Battleborn Wine. Tell us about yourself, Troy. <laughs> Battleborn Wine and Whiskey. Uh, Battleborn yeah, Wine and Whiskey. Asking. So, uh, my story. Uh, Northern Nevada kid. I've uh, been here forever, and essentially. Uh, love this area, Carson Valley, Minden. Love fly fishing and skiing, mm. and yeah. being 20 minutes from the lake, right. and not an hour from the lake. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I love the area. Uh, grew up in the area, and basically went up to school up to UNR, and was uh, studying to become a teacher. And very quickly learned that that job's not cut out for me. <laughs> I like the history part, but not the babysitting part. Yeah, so, uh, yeah I can imagine. Kind of fell in love with uh, with craft beer and wine specifically, and like niche spirits and whiskey and stuff while simultaneously getting the degree. And uh, opportunity came up in 2007. I don't know if you guys remember 2007, but uh, things were a little bubbly, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. So the location in town here had 11 other purchasers on this historic building. Wow. I was 23 skiing, uh, going on a ski trip to Mammoth. So I stopped at the building, uh, me and the partner at the time, and she was 20. So in order to get, the, we got the building, I had no uh, financial help going to school and I was paying full commercial rent for six months Whoa. without any loans while going to school and paying for school full-time so did you know what you were gonna do when you got that building like I didn't take a single business class oh, uh, kind of slept through some math classes yeah. there was some pretty cute girls and some pretty critical <laughs> classes year after year so yeah. uh, didn't have the business background at all just new history and new product and just like loved it just let the passion kind of carry it so basically I um uh, came up with a business plan. It was basically just this area has some kind of, there's some decent amount of money and I love this. This should work. No problem. Didn't put any of the X's and O's margins, any of those things <laughs> that I actually should have uh, paid attention to. So definitely the hard way. So opened, um, yeah, what was it? Got the, uh, got the liquor license and it was, ink was still wet and I got 125 cases of wine on a Friday at 4 PM. Uh -huh. And then I opened it Saturday at 10. No kidding. So just 24 hours through the night, wow. two homies cracking boxes open, just yeah. throwing stuff on the walls. Yeah. Uh, and then I had a nice little uh, two-month run, and then the economy fell off a cliff, and everyone lost their jobs, uh -huh. and half yeah. their 401ks and houses and everything else. So uh, 2008 through 2013, uh, I kept both of my side gig jobs up in Reno, and at $4 a gallon in a $200 truck, uh, with it's no commute, no AC huh? and oh, the, by pre-bridge by the way so this is Pleasant oh. Valley by the chocolate yeah. factory drove an hour each way I'd go up and make 50 bucks in tips put 20 in the tank go back and throw 20 in the drawer oh man and I did that for about five years wow that grind that's wow. awesome As, so, yeah, that yeah. like we're grind. entrepreneurs too and I never get tired of hearing these stories from other entrepreneurs it's like yeah. it's just that passion's what carries you through. I, I can just feel it. I know. I've been in that grind. I've been poor as hell. And just like, 
can't quit my side job, so me and him are working, trying to open Shoe Tree. We're in there at, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night, just putting things together. Like, it's pure passion, yeah. so I love hearing you talk about that. It's so easy to give up, too. It's so... Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like, five years? Like oh, I know it's... Yeah. It's like, it's there's rough, something dude. like... There's just some people that are like, nah, I'm not giving up. We're but, wired differently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no doubt. So it's like the iceberg analogy. Everyone just sees the tip. Right. Well, 95% yeah. of your grind, no one sees anything. Yeah. yeah. So it's that's true. Some people, for, you know, stubborn, I'll call it, but, you know, push all the chips in and just invest in yourself. Then yeah. There's nothing to lose because yeah. you're in control. Yeah. yeah that's, that's when people are like, well, weren't you worried? I'm like, Worried about what? Worried about what? If it goes yeah. down the tubes, yeah. When you got nothing to here, lose, right. that's the benefit. Yeah, you're just like, this is either this can only go up, and if it doesn't go up, then yeah. we'll figure something else. Regular out. job. Yeah. yeah. But I was like, but if it pays off, we get to do whatever we want every day. We get to do what we love every day. Like the payoff is so worth like risking it, you know? Yeah. So, so things are better now. I take it <laughs> much after the <laughs> stupid. Uh, economy crashed back then it's the craziest thing like i i don't know it still hasn't even resonated and sunk in like mm -hmm. what went down yeah. but for people that were more firmly established like both of ourselves like most of the hard work was already behind us so uh -huh. when stuff comes like that you're able to pivot and make decisions really quickly yeah so we're i'm lucky i didn't have to fire 20 people yeah same like you fire a whole staff and yeah everything. right just go, all right, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. All right, the doors are closed. My credit card processing is going to go from three, 400 bucks to $1,500 because everything's being keyed in. Yeah. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll drop it off. Delivery. $100 um, minimum. Where yeah, do you want? 100, yeah. 100 mile radius. Yep. Let's go. That's it. That's what we were just like, okay, time to think outside the box. How can we still stay in business? That's the only, that was like, how can we still sell beer with, you know, and like the government's just throwing roadblocks in your way constantly and i mean i get it you know everybody was trying to figure this thing out but it's frustrating as an entrepreneur when you're and you have people that work for you that depend on this job and you're trying you're like man why are you putting this roadblock here for me i'm just trying to keep people working you know That's so it. it's uh it was a scary time for us too for sure but now it's a good time, so yeah. let the good times roll. We're open here in Minden, um, and you're open and doing freaking great, man. So why wine? Yeah. Like, why was it? So, I mean. What got you into wine? I kind of, I've, I've always been in fine dining, so that's always been the side hustle. Gotcha. Like, you get out of school in March, kids are looking mm -hmm. for summer jobs. I've already shook hands with every manager. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. You guys can go park golf carts or go dig holes for, at that time, date myself for age. Uh, what was it? it was still 5.45 was minimum wage. So Jeez. like 5.45, that's not enough money. <laughs> that yeah. sucks. I'm gonna go in the air conditioning, and go make you know 100, 150 in tips. Like mm -hmm. that's maximize your time. So uh, I'd always been around like crazy um, high end um, fine dining. So Genoa Lakes, at La Ferme, um, went up to Reno and was at uh, Lexi's in Siena at the time, and then the Eldorado and La Strada. So kind of mm -hmm. around that culture. Yeah. So you're around. Um, a lot of failed poets and <laughs> artists and, and philosophy yeah. majors. Yeah. Our, our industry is amazing. So beverage yeah. people, like we're, we're a special breed. We're built yeah. different that way. Super, super good salt of the earth people. Uh, a lot of them know how to grind, but they've also like work hard, play hard for sure. No doubt. Yeah. So, uh, had access to like, um, you know, your 
like 16 years old and you're trying like 50 year old three thousand dollar bordeaux wow. left over on a table like mm -hmm. i'd snag the bottle yeah take a coffee filter dump it in a coffee cup and you're just like what is going on so yeah. like just my mind was blown multiple times yeah. and just time after time every time i got access to any of that stuff i'm like i don't know what's going on but this is amazing like, mm -hmm. my mind's broken so like Wine was kind of an immediate aha love. Yeah. And were, you, I was, were you supposed to take that stuff off the table or were you like Well, I'm not getting anyone in trouble, but <laughs> the statute of limitations right. has been a hot yeah, minute. Right, huh? But beer is the same but thing. But what made you like, I need to try that? Like, were you like, oh, these guys are super rich. Obviously, this is good. Like, I need to try that and I don't want to pay for it. Youthful right? indiscretions. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing. My friends yeah. were... At, drinking Smirnoff ice, so right. SEMA 2.0, and yeah. I was shoulder tapping, oh, and the guy's yeah. like, well, what do you want? And I'm yeah. like, I want Serena about a pale ale. Yeah. I What's was the only one, everyone was drinking yeah. barely near beer, and I was like, I want pale ale. Yeah. You go to a party, and there'd be a, a warm 12-pack, like yeah. Henry mm -hmm. Weinhardt's bitter, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, no one's drinking this? I know. This is and fantastic. People, no one people, would touch my beer anywhere yeah. I went. So. Right. People got to remember, right. like, Sierra Nevada pale ale is probably considered tame nowadays but yes, absolutely. but when you're talking time, about yeah. it this was not a tame beer this yeah. was not for everybody mm -hmm. this is like what bitter beer face that whole campaign came out of that yeah you know, to try and crash that type yeah. of beer yeah. so he you were definitely ahead of your time yeah for and sure. i remember like even getting into wine arts and just thinking we were the shit like, yeah we were like, yeah yeah because yeah, like, i can remember drinking uh, tapping into the old box wine when I worked at Grandma Hattie's, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so you get into wine. Um, are you a sommelier? Yeah. Passed the psalm in 2012. Certified. So certified. that's so you have easy. To, you have to like take classes and. So yeah, they've got like a, a tiered course program, oh, okay. and you basically pass your intro, and then you once you have that, you can move forward keep passing things so That's super cool. high uh fail rate it's like 60 percent fail rate yeah pass rate. it's wow. not an easy thing yeah. so congratulations on thanks that. they have one for coffee too right they've yeah so what they they a lot of things modeled after the the court so you got cicerone shortly came after that mm -hmm. and um i'm all for education the more people know the more you can enjoy it. right so like yeah. learning about it makes makes our job more fun because we can make push the boundaries make more creative things create styles of beers yeah. that we like uh, and it's so funny like uh, yeah I'm talking about fearing about PLL being like three C's you got Cascade Centennial mm -hmm. just getting rammed down your throat that was exciting at yeah. that time yeah and now how far beer has gone like Kolsch, English bitter. How many sours do you guys do? Yeah, it's amazing. I've lost count. They're so yeah. good. And yeah. so think about trying to do this 20 years ago. Yeah. You'd no, add yeah. one person be like, "Your beers, something's wrong with your beer." Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like we put that flaw in there, like and it. it's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. Like we'll do. Like we did uh, like the wine walk, and we had like a margarita goza, and this lady was like, "Um, sir, this is soured," and I was <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah yes. it's. Then you're like explaining, like, uh -huh. yeah, it's mm -hmm. on purpose. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, well, I remember like, homebrewing with you guys, and you guys were like, if it comes out sour, it's bad. Yeah, and then like sour started coming out. I'm like, is if that you right? But if you don't want it to want be it to sour, be, you got yeah. That's a flaw. <laughs> gotcha. yeah. But also could be a happy mistake depending on like gotcha. what it tastes like. Yeah, what strain of whatever got in there? Whether or not it makes you sick. Man, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, the awareness of beer is awesome, and uh, hats off to you guys for continuing to push the envelope. Uh, Let's talk you. about cans. 
Yeah. How amazing are camps, oh, dude? dude I'm yeah. loving it. I still get people that come in from a hole in 19, you know, 92, and they're like, where are all your bottles? Like, Do you carry any? Are you going to the lake? Are you camping? Yeah. I mean, yeah. some people, there's still some options, but... Thank God it's by and large yeah. all cans. Do you have a favorite or do you even care for any of the canned wines that are out right now? Uh, they're, the space, uh, they flirted with um, like the premium but not quite ultra premium category. Uh-huh. And there's still some, they got a ways to go. Some styles lend themselves better towards it. Uh-huh. Like things need to be chilled. So like super cold, uh, crisp white wines, dry rosés, as long as there's not too much residual sugar. I've had some. I've had plenty of camp wines and been like, "That was pretty tasty." Right. And I've had a lot of charlatans that are like, "This is not great." Mm-hmm. So some of them to make mass appeal, they're still putting like too much sugar in the back end and stuff like that. So okay. yeah. uh, they tried. It's the same thing with box. They tried to put good wine in boxes. Right. But you're you're really there's some sort of stigma pushing water yeah. uphill. Yeah. yeah that honestly was the case with beer for a long time yeah. until some of the bigger guys took a chance and started marketing I would say Anderson Valley was the driving force that guy was I forget his name right now but he he would drive to Chico and he would like you guys gotta do can you gotta do can and they kept Sierra Nevada was yeah so he kept driving to Seattle because he was friends and he was like we're doing cans. You guys got to do cans. And he's like, I don't know if we'll ever can. And then finally, like, broke them down, and then it just trickled out. I think out. when Sierra Nevada did it, and it, it was a like, snowball from there. There's just like, a big Okay, snowball. it's okay now. Okay. Everyone was on bombers. and you Yeah. Can. Well, yeah. our business model yeah. back, you know, in 2012, our business plan was very bomber-centric. Mm-hmm. Right? This is going to be our where we're going to get our margins for distribution. This is going to – and then, like – in the middle of building we're like oh things are changing and i I had worked for um a distributor so i was like dude the bomber section went from half to Mm -hmm. quarter to nothing i'm like bombers we gotta abort and then i'm like 16 ounce cans are now the you know coming in and so that's initially when we're like so we switched gears and we're like okay now we got to find a 16 ounce canner um and for us, it was a real game changer. We've messed around with getting like a like a mobile canner, mm-hmm. and it was just too hard and not like the scheduling was too rough. And um, so we ended up investing in getting you know just a small canner, and it was such a game changer because it gave people it's like gave us more of a visual brand. Mm-hmm. And like something to carry away that was easy and quick. So if you're in the tap room, you can be like, oh, you can grab a four pack of that and get it going. And we just slowly built it up, went from a little can fridge to a big can fridge. And so for us, it was such a game changer to like give us that visual brand. And it's so doable with the labels on cans now. We can get cram our pallets of cans in our little brewery and you know have get we'll do three or four varieties a day just to fill the the, the can fridges do they so. can spirits yet is that even possible well cr- can cocktails can cocktails oh yeah, cocktails, yeah but not straight up tremendous road to do yeah. that go up too yeah. So, yeah tell us about your shop we want i want to i haven't even been there okay so for somebody well, who hasn't I have been, been there, there um it's awesome, by the way. It's an old building. It's in Gardnerville, correct? Yeah, it's yeah. the original namesake of the town. Okay. Built by John and Mary Gardner in 1880. Wow. So moved here. Half it was moved from Virginia City. 
Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they used to just move buildings. That's so <laughs> cool. Think about the logistics and that. Yeah, no right? kidding. Wait, back then they moved it? Yeah. yeah. Just throw it on a wagon, box <laughs> yeah. in, and just... No, no big wagon. deal. It's not like it's steep from Virginia right? City. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's a non-paved road. That's, there's another, some, another house. I can't remember what it was, but they got moved from Virginia City. I and bet I you. The same yeah, thing. Yeah, like third of the cooler buildings from Carson. Oh, this yeah. area mm-hmm. were moved oh my at some God. point. Imagine figuring out logistics back in the day. Yeah. That's like pyramid type <laughs> right? building. You know, like, yeah. uh, forget it. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. Figure it out. They're smart back then. They yeah. They got it done. So, uh, yeah. Tell us about your shop. Cool building. So, and, yeah, go ahead. super old building. Um, it's got a lot of history in it. Obviously, it's uh, was in a it was an old shoe store by Ollie Hogner for like 30, 40 years after the Gardners wow. and the Perry family, which still owns it today. Uh, he had a dry goods store in there for about fifty years. So even up until the yeah up until the what was it mid to mid eighties late eighties he had no credit card, no advertising, no phone, just Dang. old old Basco just selling. They, but he was the only guy in like hundred miles selling like Levi's and Shelpers and wow. all the dry goods. So the joke is. Uh, dry goods to white goods right yeah so, yeah. Wow. yeah that's uh, so cool so that building was two other stores for 50 years and 30 years so bi- bi- before you i'm even... the third longest tenant in it which is crazy because there was another really successful seamstress named Nettie in there oh. so it basically uh from 1880 until now there's been four businesses that in is insane have right? you found that some old cool old pictures of the building there's one that's i've got inside it's got um some people from World War One lined up in front of the shop. Oh, that's cool. Like, wow. The old hats on it. And you're like, whoa. How neat is that? Yeah. Wow. So it's uh, it's cool. It's um, it's got the false front. It's too close to the road. Hmm. These are business things you learn later. Yeah. So there's no <laughs> offset, so people can't actually see the front of your business. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people end up, you know, driving by it and stuff. Um, they're like, oh, I didn't know you're here because it's just literally it's like four feet from the road. Yeah. But uh, no, it's 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 done uh, a great job at being kind of a central point being near Sharky's and one of the two stoplights in town so yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know I had thought about moving at different times but that's really difficult to move it's really yeah. difficult to expand uh, there's a lot of headaches we talk about red tape and stuff like that uh-huh. so uh, and then things have changed so yeah 2008 9 I, I got crazy into beer I had pretty much every beer from um, 12% being United Shelton Brother Imports so I had all these crazy sour beers. I had probably 45 sours on shelf at one point. I had every trap beer, all the Belgian beers. Wow. Uh, and part of this, again, hats off to you guys, is because the local beer was average or best. Uh-huh. And I like local. Yeah. But I'm not going to push something if it's not yeah. great. Right. So okay. here it is, but this isn't the best thing I have. Mm-hmm. And so it's really cool to watch specifically the northern Nevada beer scene come up yeah. and make beer great so mm-hmm. now people come in they're like do you have any belgians I'm like well i got one but check out these other yeah. you know 30 40 local beers in almost every different style so uh kind of as a community it's really cool that to be able to not only just push local but push good local yeah. and be mm-hmm. stoked on it yeah. and have people come back and when they pass through like make you a destination yeah. to pick up good local beer we've been really excited to see everybody's level come up here too you know um I think like even Great Basin, you know, the rebranding that they've yeah. done and no. stuff to freshen it up. I like that. They're the grandfathers of craft yeah. beer in Nevada, you know. No. So that's who we had to look to coming up is honestly probably the best craft brewery at the time, you know, c- coming out of high school and stuff, but um, as it grew in Reno, like the competition grew, everybody stepped up their game. 
and now I'm really proud of the beer scene up here. And uh, we're taking home a lot of medals between all of us. So uh, I'm glad you noticed that as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's no joke. Um, and and people, you know, they they cruise through, and uh, we've got great spirits, we've got great craft beer, mm -hmm. and uh, it's cool to be able to push uh, local things. And um, yeah, it's just awesome. So are you a whiskey guy? Huge whiskey guy. Yeah. I love whiskey. Is there a like a sommelier for hard for spirits too? Like a, so that title is that a thing? The the title covers pretty much everything. Oh, so once okay. You do I thought some, it was. You know, it's like a. Oh, I got you. It's, it's an it umbrella. So we know about okay. cigars, beer, oh, whiskey, cocktails. Okay, um, you've got to know everything mm -hmm. uh, in addition to service and all that other stuff. Okay. So some of the other programs are like a Cicerone would be just beer, right? Uh, and then they have um, some great. Uh, educational programs like the W set. And so they've got level one, two, and they've got a spirits program. And these are all great programs. Yeah. They're just a little bit more, um, a little more focused on one particular yeah. aspect. But uh, cool. the, you get up there on those titles, business cards, people know a lot. Mm -hmm. If they got a two or even a three on that card, they're, they're animals. Wow. They're absolutely just That's savages cool. with learning. So you can be like straight up, someone's like, I like this, this, and this, and you're like, okay. I know exactly. Yeah, that's kind of what, what his job. That's, that's, really that's awesome. my job. Yeah, yeah cool. we uh, we keep track of everyone's purchase. So if you come in and you go, I like this is Dave's birthday. I go, well, Dave likes this. Oh, that's well, what cool. about Sally? Well, Sally hates this. Don't get her that. Get her this. <laughs> so you keep track of that <laughs> stuff. Because people come in and they go, I had this bottle of wine. It had a tree or a food <laughs> on it. Kill me. This is, yeah. this is my job. Yeah. So pretty much every day. So we oh, we do that yeah. for people as a service, and people are so funny. They're all weird. They're like, I'm not giving you my information. I'm like your name i don't care yeah, nobody right. cares like, get yeah. over your ego like, I'm, I'm trying gonna, to help i'm sending you some coupons <laughs> yeah. i didn't take email credit cards social yeah so people are weird about it but yeah i try to help them out and yeah, uh, that's a good idea spirits are huge uh, yeah. the whisk whiskey whiskey is what craft beer was so going back to the conversation 08 through probably 2013 i was just so beer crazy and um I don't want to use the word popped, but it was a little bubblish mm -hmm. there. You couldn't swing a dead cat in any town without hitting 30 different craft breweries. Yeah. So it just became more competitive, which is good because ultimately that just makes everyone's beer better. Yes. So we're people that were getting away with moving volume of mediocre stuff. You can't do that if everyone right. around you is making great beer. So I like competition. It makes things yeah. better. We do too. And that's, yeah. We've all, we've never been afraid of that. We really accept it. In fact, like, we would well we would do collaborations with our competition that's not the way we think of it you know right. rising tide raises Lifts all, all ships you know yeah. so that's sort of our motto as well um speaking of spirits you brought us a tremendous gift the other day in that fray ranch barrel ah. and we have been arguing debating, <laughs> uh what to put in it and uh I don't know. We want. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what you were thinking. Um, I've kind of. I'll. I'll tell you what I'm thinking yeah. first. And I had this idea to do a fork since it came from Fray Ranch, and they uh, use Forty Mile <coughs> Malt as well, and <clears throat> and they know Arnie and stuff. I thought, well, let's just design a beer for that, but make it out of Forty Mile Malt. And then I was thinking like. Let's do uh, barley wine. Like, do a real big barley wine, age it in that thing for six months to a year or something, and then we'll do like an exclusive package for that. We'll label it, and then uh, maybe we can just have it for Shoe Tree and Battleborn Wine, something like that. That's amazing. 
I, I mean, if you're into that, looks like the argument's I mean, over. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was a little afraid to just because I thought that might do that, but um, that was my thought. And I mean, yeah, I'm down. I'm giddy about it. Because I can't wait to, because Arnie right now. So if Arnie is 40 oh, yeah. mile mall, talk, talk a little bit about Arnie. Arnie's the man. I'm. I didn't know who he was, but when I worked for Southern Wine and Spirits, we went to Frey just to like visit. And uh, just knowing about beer and a little about malting process, they're like, oh, this local guy built us this malting thing that does it all in this drum. And I'm like, my mind was like blown. I like went home and told Jeff, I'm like, dude, this thing is the craziest thing. And then he started his own like uh, malting company specifically like, for local craft beer. And he started making this Pilsner malt. And so we, he was reached out and was like, hey, do you guys want to brew with my malt? And we're like, for sure, that's super rad. And then I've come to find out he was the guy. And I was like, oh, I've been a fan of you, you know, before. And uh, so he has been milt- making like base malt right now. And he's currently welding and making uh, to make specialty malt. So he's going to be coming out with like darks stuff like that and then he's been asking our input and i'm like i want a chocolate rye yeah i want this i want that and he's so, like okay yeah for our palate we're yeah. just like oh we get and it. so then wow. uh, eventually i'm hoping we can do like some imperial stouts or something that we can then put in free ranch barrels yeah. down the road that are all it's like a, a nevada whiskey made with nevada malt then aged in that barrel and then we can make an all nevada like imperial stout and then age right. that and i'm like It'll be like the most Nevada beer we could ever, we could oh, ever yeah. make. It's a good so. name for a beer. Yeah, <laughs> a little so. coffee, right? A little TM. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting, yeah. getting hard to come Thank up with more hot plants. But yeah, yeah. let's go ahead and lock that down yeah. right yeah. now. By the way, we got P2. Yeah, we no already joke. patented that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> most Nevada beer ever taken. Dibs. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. super excited to be working with them, and that's why I think. And we love their putting, mall. Like, oh, we, so started, we took a chance, you know, like if you do a light beer, there's no hiding flaws. And stuff, and we're like, let's just let's do a lager. Let's see what this is, and we did it, and we uh, it was one of the most flavorful lagers I've ever had. You know, just especially that American style like lager. You know, it's like that's kind of like water. You know, that's a little bit like sparkling water sometimes. So this to have some complexity and some flavor to it, but still be light and easy to drink. We're just like sold. In fact. We're entering it into the GABF this year, awesome. and we're just fingers crossed, hoping like not only that we win a medal, but bring some recognition to what Arnie's doing out there at Forty Mile Mall. So, it's and fantastic. maybe get some other. Yeah, breweries. I don't think he thinks we're for real when we're like, "This mall is delicious." Like, because I'll call him up and be like, "Well, how do I lock up? Like, what do you how how much do you have?" And he's like, "This much." And I'm like, "We'll take it. We'll take it." Yeah. And I'm like, "Can you store it?" And bring me like 20 bags at a time and he's like yeah and i'm like okay cool we'll yeah. take all of it and so <laughs> wow. um he's like well i want to input and stuff i'm like it's delicious dude and like <laughs> i'm like i'm change. like i don't i'm like keep just doing, keep what, you're doing, doing what you're doing and so we're yeah. having a lot of fun and then yeah we came up with the 40 mile light that's getting sent and it's like it's crazy because i'm like it's a four percent beer and you're like but it doesn't taste that way it's like got character but not like weird character and I'm like it's 100% just the malt because we, we don't even put anything else in it we don't put any like care of pills or anything to give it mouthfeel just let it be what it's going to be and mm-hmm. 
So like we're like we love it, and then hopefully the judges say, and so we can be like order him a medal and be like your malt, you know, did yeah, this. Yeah, so that's, that's cool. what we're our fingers are qu- crossed for um, him because it's like you're doing something special. It's not just Nevada, the like marketing of Nevada grown. Like right. it's superior malt. Yeah. So so I mean, this is a testament to so many things. Uh, Colby and Ashley, shout out to the uh, Frey Ranch yeah. owners, mm-hmm. Russell, their distiller. I met Arnie about seven years ago. I went out to Valen just to say what's up to Colby for a little bit. And uh, every time I go out there, he's just got me doing, he's just ranching, working, working, working. But uh, we cruised over, he's like, hey, hop in the truck. So we hop in the truck, he's pulling this flatbed. We go over to Arnie's, there's this massive metal thing. And I'm like, what is this? And he's like, well, this, you know, we're doing this. And I'm like, well, have you done this before? No. How did you do this? Well, we drew on a napkin and we had some ideas and then Arnie made it real. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this is like back to the future doc stuff. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So we picked that thing up and then we went, brought, drove it back over and installed it. And I'm just like, this is the most bananas thing of yep. all time. Like farm kids. Yeah. And yep. then obviously we're talking about the quality of the grain. Like I put a grain sample next to like commercial malt of any variety, rye, wheat, and you mm-hmm. put it next to Fallon stuff. People don't realize their soil type and what they do out there. It is an oasis. Yeah. And so, like, their alfalfa, like, we grow great hay and alfalfa here in our uh-huh. valley. The guess who buys Colby's alfalfa? Just Bentley. The United oh. Arab Emirates. <laughs> oh, really? The Saudi prince. No the kidding. richest people in the entire world. Wow. Dang. That oh don't care about anything, that have resources. They're, like, the yeah. one of the best in the entire world. No kidding. And they cover it, and they spend more for that like a hundred times you imagine the shipping on that to move hay which is like right and they do this special packaging and stuff and they ship it all over the world to the like the richest guy in the world wow because it's the best in the world yeah so like when i show them a grain profile and they're like well what is this i go well you just do the eyeball test right Uh you see how big that rye grain is and they're like yeah it's way bigger yeah so you can make a 90 percent starch to protein ratio Mm -hmm. And we're getting super dorky and sciencey here. <laughs> like uh, at the end of the day, you can give up. You can have less of a yield to make your product through the roof. Yeah. So when you have like grain specialists like Russell that are making spirits, and guys like Colby and Arnie that like just get it right. Mm-hmm. And now we've got that connection between um, specifically like grain glass. Yeah. Like you're now controlling yes. instead of open market buying. Like right. what an advantage over being some yeah. massive. Wow. They can't do that. Nope. They can't do that to scale. Right. I mean, you couldn't do that on on 95 percent of craft yeah. can't do we're, that. We're we're actually talking about purchasing a field, or not purchasing. We would purchase the crop, mm-hmm. and just get that would be so fun for us to be able to watch it grow, go take pictures of it, you know, yeah. and then essentially like you said from uh grain to glass and watch the whole process because yeah. so. to us it's just like the most control you can possibly have like we went out that. and like you said you know. like we went and hung out we filmed uh, the first episode of uh road, road tripping, tripping yeah. and with arnie and we we were just like kids in a candy store and then yeah, we were like we were there so long then he was yeah. like yeah we're there forever and then i was like bring us the bags and we and then we were like excited and we're like, well, I think we want to buy like five acres worth of, of malt. And we're like, well, let's see what this is. And we got the first batch done. And then I, that's when I was on the horn. I was like, it. we need, okay, <laughs> how much? And, so, and then it's we so already awesome. crew, like, I was like, that'll get us through the year. It, it's gone. Yeah. And so then well, I'm that. like, okay, I, what else you got? <laughs> and so then he's like, I got a thousand pounds of this. All right, we'll take it. Like, Yeah, we're buying all this. Wheat, and then we just, uh, we just did, um, so our whole nine half, 
That's uh, all 40 miles. It's all 40 mile. It's 40 mile. Awesome. And, yeah. Uh, and then Eating we, barley. and I just got the stuff to brew another batch of that. And uh, so, so we're super excited. Like, and then he's been messing around with rye. And so yeah, I like, really want to get my hands on his rye. I just would love to work with that. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, we're, we're super excited about that. I expected to talk about the barrel a little more. <laughs> I didn't it brought us in I wanted to bring up, like, what is a barley wine? Is it just uh, beer that's brewed in a barrel? Great yeah. question. It's tough that, when you got uh, a couple dorks together because yeah. we'll just side tangent. Well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what this no, is all about. That's a great question. There's a lot yeah. of information I think that people a lot of people like don't know. But yeah, barley wine, I'd say the easiest way to define it would be by alcohol. Um, you know, so ABV on a barley wine's got to be above a, a 13, 12, 13? I think they can come in at 9, but they're oh. strong. Oh, they're yeah, they're yeah. like basically <clears throat> in the Imperial. It's kind of the it's strongest like, ABV. Yeah, kind of. so, so it's its own style. It's not It's mm-hmm. not like a stout that you is could thrown have in like a barrel. a rye wine as well. So rather than using barley, like you have you use a rye i guess it wouldn't be a 100 percent rye so i don't know if it would still but i've seen people call them that before yeah categorically they just when you're doing the fermentation on things they just you're going to create a much higher alcohol product right so but what i'm asking is it is barrel aged no not necessarily not necessarily this particular one is yeah. Going to so a barley wine. So a barley wine is its own category. It's Correct. not a stout. It's not a porter. It is its own thing. Correct. And how yeah. you make that makes it a barley exactly. wine. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't have to be barrel aged. No. The, yeah. The primary is the, thing is, is you're Bigfoot you're ale barrel aged. What's that? Is Bigfoot barrel aged? I think they aged? do some barrel aged. They, like they have, right? They do specialty that yeah. was just regular, okay. which mm-hmm. is their four packs, and then they've come out with their special. I think I. Yeah, the feisty goat. It was the uh, Sierra Tap House in Reno. Oh, that's yeah. right. We did a yeah. vertical of it. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure they had like four. I'm like barrel age, regular, regular, tw- whatever like year it was, like ten, 2010, huh? like two years old or whatever. Gotcha. But Lucas used to also secure barrels for the feisty goat uh, back when he still owned it. He'd be like, I got this. He's like, so like pull it off old. the truck yeah. and he's like <laughs> wrestling it away and stuff. So yeah. But yeah, primarily alcohol. And so they age really well. So alcohol yeah, is a preservant. Gotcha. So when you have things that have higher ABV, they tend to sell their best. And so a lot of people will age like Imperial Stouts. And the whole reason that um, you put things in barrel, not only to pull out all the wood and the flavor, you get those uh, baking spice notes, but you get essentially uh, the alcohol that's drained into there. So a lot of people won't know that a barrel will drink up to 26 pounds and bourbon can only be used once, so that barrel's not like used oh. ten times. It's brand new every mm-hmm. time, oh, okay. so they can't use it anymore. So hence the relationship between distillers and craft brewers. Oh, okay. They use it once. It's brand new American oak, drinks all that flavor. It's charred every single one of them, so it's heavy heat on there to pull out like the vanilla and the baking spice. And once they pull it out, it's you've got, you've got twenty six pounds mm-hmm. full of whiskey sitting in there. So the market value of a used barrel would be like. Hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, but a bourbon barrel, you pay five hundred dollars, six hundred wow. bucks, because you could throw that in a kiddie pool, which I have, <laughs> and you can get a couple bottles, uh, depending on each barrel. So wow. when you have that, you're gonna take st- styles of beer like an imperial stout that would base out at like seven, eight, nine, ten percent. When you throw it in there, it's gonna jump up another three, four, five percent. Yeah. So barley wine, if we're taking something that would be uh, brewed at like nine percent, we can jump that thing up uh, as high as our yeast will allow. So right. Um, that's exciting. Yeah, and yeah. it'll sell really well too. Yeah. So those yeah. are like that's what like that's why they typically put them in barrels. 
high alcohol beers, like that's what they'll go in. Um, sour beers can go in there because they're, they're preserved in a little bit different way. The, the pH level is helping preserve them. And gotcha. then you can also do secondary fermentations. I mean, there's a whole yeah. ball of wax you can get into, but we talked a little bit earlier about the char and the effect of the flavor and, and bringing out like vanilla notes and stuff. And he was asking if there was any other reason for the char. And I kind of thought maybe some sort of purification qualities there, but I thought I'd maybe pick it up. In distillation, yeah. So uh, everything's for a reason, and it's the same with brewing. Copper is a, con- a conducer; it conduces heat and coldness. Mm-hmm. So all of the copper in there, but also copper is a filter for some mm-hmm. of the uh, nasty stuff when you're in distillation, huh. in, the, in the tails and in the uh, the heads. So you're looking for that hearts, that middle cut. Uh, the last process of that charcoal is a filter, 100%. So mm-hmm. not only are we getting those cool, amazing flavors out of the wood, you're also adding an additional layer uh, of filter against things. So yeah. everything so, for a reason. Um, <clears throat> I know you got it. Yeah, we want to make sure. Soon, but I want to know what, like, what are you, what are your favorite beers? Like, period. Like, what what do you? What do you drink at home that's okay. not, you so know what I mean? Is, like, this is a great question, and uh, I'll try to keep this under four hours. <laughs> so, yeah, everyone goes on their own journey, right? And mm-hmm. so some people, um, they land in that IPA category, and they get stuck in there. Yeah. And that's fine. I used to, re- I was in there for a while, and it's like pizza. Even if it's really poorly made pizza, it's cold. I'm still going to eat a cold slice of Domino's yeah. at 9 in the morning. I yeah. want wood-fired thin crust, right. but right. I'm still going to eat every other pizza. It's still good. Uh, so there's, it's a testament to the style of why they're so popular, but mm-hmm. things definitely swung almost obnoxiously too much. And so off the backlash of that, when I first found uh, Belgian beers, you're just like, what is going on? Because everything's open top. It's all whatever native yeast is floating around. This side of the street's different from the other ambient yeast and the other side of the street. Uh, so you got this you know, 100, 200 breweries and monk-made stuff. People that have been making stuff for 700, yeah. 800 years, you're like, respect. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get into like, uh, that's a crazy tangent with these styles. Um, and then you move into Saison's and that's kind of, we'll transition into like some of the old guard sours. You've got like Hanson's Experimental and these like Tilquin, Cantillon, obviously. These are like just the best that ever did it and they've been doing it for so long. So got into that and was was way into sours and I still love them to death. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of went back to like just basic roots. Like if it's hot out, I don't want wine. It's too hot for whiskey. I want a Kolsch. I want a Czech Pills. Um, well-made basic. I want it on wow. green glass. It's going to throw a little yep. hint of skunk in there. A little skunk. So some of these really basic stuff um, are like my go-tos. Yeah. So things like a, a well-made Pilsner lager. I mean, that's full circle. It's like yeah. the first beer yep. you have and the last beer you have. It's like yeah. this huge yeah. circle. So I respect all beer for where it is and what it is. Mm-hmm. And it depends. Sometimes I want like going to a concert, I'm going to have four or five beers. Yeah. I want something that's a little more crushable. Yep. Right. It depends on to the like, occasion. It depends on the occasion. If I'm smoking yeah. a cigar, you know, give me yeah. something big and chewy that's going to hold up to it. But at the end of the day, I'd say most of the beer I drink is probably like lager style ales like Kolsch or just pills. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have said it better myself. Yeah. Like, we've been on the same journey. Uh, not the same, but a, a journey. Mm-hmm. And I'm the same way. I've come full circle. I'm back into lagers where, you know, it's like clean. How can you make that super clean, still flavorful, still but still crushable, you know, like, especially when it's summertime, getting a hundred degrees out. Like I want that 40 mile light, you know, that, and I think, uh, we read somewhere that, um, any beer under 
is it four I think it's or five percent is still is, hydrating is not dehydrating yeah. you it's actually mm-hmm. still hydrating you so we like to think that we're just you know just staying well hydrated <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> on that tangent too uh for all you health nuts you trail runners and mountain bikers um i'm getting old and slow so yeah. i don't recover as quick as i used to uh-huh. and honestly like there's nothing better after doing something like physically exerting than mm-hmm. having a, a low abv beer yeah it actually helps with muscle recovery and all that stuff so yeah. it's medicinal yeah like i, I love like you know, get off a mountain yeah. bike ride. There's a reason those cultures are so ingrained and yeah. stuff. So uh, yeah, the, some of the best beers I've ever had is like getting back from a long hunting trip or something, a hot day, and you're just like, absolutely, you know, no better sound. So. Yeah, it's funny. Every like beer lover that's our age says the same thing. You start with shit, get hardcore it's like we're getting bigfoot ale and then yeah. like we're finally back to where we started but we don't want miller light we want light but something that's good yeah. it's just this weird journey yeah and i mean shoot like i came full circle to where like honestly like i kind of like miller light right you know what i mean <laughs> right. to where i'm not yeah. talking shit like, <clears throat> I honestly yeah. those guys is <clears throat> uh their art is inconsistency right and the Absolutely. fact that like you could go anywhere in the world and have one of those beers and it's going to taste the same right. is pretty phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah. Every time there's a different brewer and these places have massive locations and multiple yeah. locations and there's logistics of like making your beer taste the same, right. referring it to place to place to place, made on the West Coast, tasting yeah. it across a boat, across the Suez exactly. Canal. Like you got to have a lot of respect for things that yep. that consistency over over long periods of time. And so now like American beer even to have craft talk about uh, macro stuff is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I gotta yeah. ask, we gotta go round table, okay? And don't okay. overthink it, but two of your favorite, uh, two of your favorite, I don't wanna call them poorly made, but okay. mass produced, cheap, go-to, like iconic beers. Easy. I'll, I'll throw out mine first, okay, cause you, you don't go. take it. I love Rainier. Oh yeah, yeah. Love God, Rainier. It's not. It's still very regional, so it's only in like Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, yeah. mm-hmm. Oregon, Washington. Uh, and then I went through a huge Paps phase. Yeah. And I will definitely get down with Hams. Yeah. Those are probably mm-hmm. my three. I love all of those. I also, man, I can get down with a Coors Light and Miller High Life. I really like the High Life. So yeah. I, like be I like uh, Olympia. Um, that one's got it's like a nice creamy for what it is. It's nice and I always like the mouth feel, mouth feel of that. Yep. Uh, I used to drink Paps a lot. I would tell people when it didn't win a blue ribbon for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. And then uh, other than that, I'll I'll, I'll have a, a high life. So I like PBR Tall Boys because they're easy to order at dive bars when you're playing shows. Yep. Yeah. And. Um, Oli, and most places too like uh, when you go to a show it's like a shot and a PBR is like yeah. 8 bucks or whatever so or like, you, you just yell tall boy and they know exactly <laughs> yeah, what you're talking you about but I like I like Oli but I liked it I don't like their new cans I mean I know that's like 5-6 years ago that they changed the can but it's all orange and tan but yeah, those are the two go-to. Reaching in nostalgia nasties. there. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Nothing, totally. nothing tastes better than the good old days. <laughs> yeah, so I guess we should just wrap this up. Is there yeah. anything else you want to talk about, uh, you know, to do with Battleborn wine and spirits? Uh, no. So uh, if you haven't been in, come see me. Uh, we always got rotating stuff. So we've got tons of local. Um, still have some of those cool European beers and hard to find. Yeah. Czech and German and Belgian. But um, yeah, we've got everything. And 
Uh, I love chatting about anything. So if you need help with any of those categories for gifts or just trying to explore those yeah, categories. Yeah, I, I need to get some Belgians because my brother's obsessed with Belgians. But yeah. I kind of want to blow his mind with some some new ones. So I'm definitely going to come well, in. Well, maybe and, we should head over there yeah. after. Yeah, I'm down. We get open. I want to ch- yeah, check it out. I want to pick your brain. We're going to bring some wine on here. We're already wrapped. Oh, cool. So we're, we're wrapping. Small format. So sure. I was going to pick your brain on that. I got to meet with the breakthrough rep here in a little bit. But yeah. Good folks, um, and then they'll have plenty of options in portfolio. And I'm yeah, it's happy a big. To let you pick my brand. Oh, so. water. I remember my first water. I know. Well, let's wrap it up. I. Uh, it's good to meet you. I mean, I hope. Likewise. I mean, I had no idea who you were, so I'm glad. <clears throat> you know, I can use good. this opportunity to meet you. You guys know yeah. him, but you know, I'd love well, to check out the shop. We just appreciate you taking your time. Yeah, and, take the time. Uh, spitting a little knowledge for us. Yeah. yeah. And I think we could dive deeper another oh. day. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, we'll we just scratch back. the surface. Because there's, there's a lot of things that yeah. I'm always asking these guys, and I'm like, oh, I want to talk to you, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff, too. So yeah. I think it'll be cool. But yeah, right thanks on. for joining us. Yeah. Appreciate your time, cool. guys. Good Thank stuff. you. Let's do it again. Yes. Yes. Will do. Cool.